And it's been a long day without you, my friends. And I tell you all about it when I see you again. That's not funny. Is that what you are going for? No, 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 no. I've just missed y'all on the podcast. Oh, my God. You used to be funny. What happened? I wasn't trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to convey something that was echindu uh, kumotima. Yeah. If you mababi banae. Really. I can still. At least me, I allowed. <laughs> I am not a musician, but I can. Why are you trying? Hey, sure. Save You're... it for the bathroom. Why, why are you out there? What's the word? When, when people are uh, uh, thinking, saying you things about it, your so body. Let's leave it. So body the, va- shaming. the version Some of the voice. voice. Shaming yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another Chirandom podcast. Random musings from me, Dowdy, handling everything from politics of the day to the complexities of parenting, relationships, money, and everything in between. If it can happen to us in this life, however random, we talk about it here on another Chirandom podcast. Welcome to another Chirandom podcast. How are you doing? It has been a minute. It has been a while. Um since we sat here and yapped. Um, part of it was because I got a radio gig and I needed to keep my cool topics. <laughs> Guys, no. the host of this podcast, aka me, has really suffered because, I mean, like, be, just because you're, you got a radio gig, you know, if you are I the, got ditched. If you are the host... You would have I am considerate of my co-host. You would have done the podcast by yourself. The but Okumanyanti co- capacity Terry They have the to wait for me to come back. The podcast is not a one-man show. the man went with the keys. Podcast was what I recording. But it's good to be back. Um, but speaking mm, of, um, mm. one of those random days when I'm seeing instagram stories and actually seeing them not not just not just mindless <laughs> scrolling yeah? uh someone was saying that as a content creator first of all are you a content creator ah i don't mean to <laughs> like as a content creator recording recording things for fun uh-huh. you don't need to apologize to us when you've been away like we didn't call you in the first place so you don't need no, to I, I know you also I, don't need to tell mm, us when you're going away. Like just to go. No, I think that's that's really inconsiderate. Um, of what? Of of the people who have taken the time to become part of the family and are consuming your content regularly. I think if you've gotten people um who are giving you their time and attention, I think you just owe them the simple courtesy of saying, Hey, I'm going to be away or hey, I am sorry do they I have care? M- Yes, they do care. Yeah. Um, so you have reasons why you've been away? I told you. Nafuna gigi mwana. Nafuna gigi. And I had to wake up really early in the morning. So uh, I am closing by like 9 p.m. Even even sooner. But we're back, Daudi and Maria. Today we're talking about um, boarding school. Um it was visitation day for our boy uh, last weekend. Um, he's in P7. He's going to sit exams. And yeah, generally, there was a noticeable difference 
this particular visitation day? Because normally when you'd go to visit him, um, he'd be very sad. Or oh, the word is downtrodden. Hey. <laughs> but but this 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 term and this visitation day, he has been rather jolly, right? And I think it's really for the reason that it's his last term and he's on his way out and therefore he's excited about it. As, as in, he's on term again, right? And you see, unfortunately, I can't, I can't relate to that. I was in primary boarding school and um, for all visitations, of course, when you'd wake up in the morning, it would be a Sunday, definitely. So you'd go for mass and mass is compulsory in all Catholic schools. So would go for mass, and by the time, and I think at like seven, it would be a one-hour mass. By eight thirty, you're back to school, and by the time we'd be walking back in those pink uniforms in all our lines, my mother would be waiting at the gate. My mom would visit from eight thirty a.m. to five thirty p.m. when they would be chasing her. Like she would carry from breakfast to lunch, but at I would cry, like there was never an end of vidi. That I did not even, even in P, even in P seven. Yes, uh, I think even in secondary school. So you know, you know, it has been discovered that okay. No, I mean, that's what you what you are suffering from. Uh, but <laughs> um, there is such a thing as a boarding school syndrome, <clears throat> which is it's an actual, apparently, um, diagnosable mental health problem. Um, it was first defined by a guy called Nick Duffel. Um, what was he looking for? <laughs> no, he just started realizing that a, a quite a number of people who he was counseling, right, were exhibiting similar things. And the similar thread with these people... Is they had gone to boarding yes, school. Yes, and so they are called boarding school survivors. All right, this was early 1990s, Even by the before way. you tell me what it is, I'm a boarding right. school survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's uh, it's it's being recognized as a specific psychological condition. It's characterized by depression, uh, mm. problems with relationships, uh, or behavioral difficulties uh, and and long term like emotion no problems, right? And yeah, those affected by this syndrome, as I said earlier, called boarding school survivors. And you were telling me about an article that ran in the paper that you there read somewhere, is. yeah. Yeah, and they were saying that um, uh, boarding school has been a cause of mental health to many kids today. And um, the ministry is actually advocating for every school to have a psychiatrist to handle <laughs> these problems. I don't know why you're laughing, but I want to talk about your def- your definition. Um, um, wait, what did you say? You uh, have trouble with relationships. With relationships, yes. Um because like when the first time they take you to boarding school you just cannot believe that your parents took you to this suffering and left you like yeah. what so getting out of there it, for every other relationship at the back of your mind you're like my mother took me to boarding school and survived you a husband you think you're going to go and what my life will end yeah no it it's, won't it's actually so so they they start to lay out certain things. So you can do a self-check for your SLF <laughs> to see if you are suffering boarding school syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you struggle with emotional intimacy? As in, does it make you feel anxious? <laughs> when someone starts to get close to you, eh? you, 
Yeah, because they will go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not telling you to give reasons. I'm just doing telling to do a self-evaluation. Do you find that you're not able to switch off? During holidays or downtime, you find that you need to find something else to do. No, not anymore. Oh, I, I never went to boarding school in my primary school, but I, I have that problem. Um, are you a, a, a very control? Are you very controlling or a perfectionist? And you often don't notice the, this trait, but your spouse or children will often point out that they feel like they cannot do anything right. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> for you because uh, uh, no, they me, said you don't notice so me, tell us me, I'm, just, I'm just reading things <laughs> uh, do you function well on a career or financial level but not on an emotional level i don't know eh, it's okay you can you can be moody you don't you don't have to tell us eh? Eh? you don't have to tell us do people react to you as if you are a bully why are, why are you laughing? <laughs> Do you want to tell us why you're laughing? I'm choking. I have a small cough that I refuse to go away. Do you see yourself always taking care of others but really struggle to take care of yourself? Anyway, there, there's a whole list of things. Um, and so the conversation really is around, um, because we normally as parents, uh, a lot of times are forced to make the decision to take our children to boarding school, right? And for a lot of parents, the reason is just really simple. Um, boarding school allows you to be able to run the other functions of your life. For a lot of parents, they, they cannot afford the extra care or the extra help and all the things that will allow you to run your child in their school, to be able to drop them and pick them up and stuff like that. So the, the option, especially for a country that struggles with poverty the way we do, if it's possible, most parents will opt to take their children to boarding school. Most parents also will not be aware that um, their lasting Effect. effects of this boarding school system I really on would, their children. I would just like to say that my mother knew. No, took me to boarding school, not because she could not afford to care for me, but there were no good schools. Where the we only were. good school were boarding schools. You had, no, it had to be far away. It had to be far away. Yeah. I was in the village. And I had a lot of cheju, and she was a headmistress, and I would... But I, she I couldn't st- take you to her school. Yeah, I was there for lower primary. And you had che- your, your big head, they had to take you away. Cheju and big head are not the same thing. No, so no. I th- they but would you could have both. Let me tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> so they would wake me up to go, and you know how like in the morning is really a rush hour. So they would wake me up, my everything would be ready, my uniform, my breakfast... Like, and then, because everyone else, was, we had no help. So everyone else was going to school. Yeah. And then me, I would go to the bathroom. I would squat in the corner, cover myself with my towel, and continue my sleep. So people would finish and go. Eventually, I would wake up. I would have my breakfast. Then when the kids would be at break time at 10, I would join them in the field. Then I would go to class after that. <laughs> so really, it was big head. That's what it was. So... so it, it reached a point where she's like, Onamwana, if I don't take her to boarding school, see Jafunam. Yeah. And also, like, the school was... And, and it's the reality. Even, even for people who are of good means, right, 
unfortunately we are a country that doesn't have like you know how you hear school districts and stuff like that so there's a school close to certain communities we haven't been planned out that way so oftentimes you find especially as uh you know the cities sort of migrate outside uh, like for us who live very, very far, very far, uh, you find that um, the schools, that the education that you want your child to get, a lot of the times is not available in your immediate vicinity. And therefore, you're, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be either you're going to be doing the 5 a.m. trek, right, with your child where you wake them up really early, which is another thing that Paja said, when do you wake up your child? I saw that tweet. Of when do you people wake up your child? That's no. 5 a.m. Anyway. I was like, that person didn't have a child. That is you why know they, that person doesn't yeah. have a child because yeah. as a parent, oh, either, either, it is a catch either, 22. They don't have a child or they don't have a job. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> or, one, both. <laughs> or both. Um, but yeah, so you're either forced to do that or you're just saying, look, I'm, I have to take my child to boarding to be able to just be able to, to be able to just work, right? And make money and be able to take care of everything else. But also, many times as parents, we fail to parent. So our kids, you look at your child, they're eight, they're nine, but they're such a brat. And you're like, the only thing that's going to humble you and put you proper in line is boarding is school. Is boarding school. So, so you, you said as a discipline mechanism. Yeah. So you take them. How, <laughs> was boarding school ever used as a, a threat yes. when you were growing <laughs> So So I was the only one who up. never actually went to boarding school in primary. Um... My brother, the one who follows me, I think they took them there for one term. Who you follow? Who uh, who who I follow? Sorry, they took them there for one term. Then they they. Because there was a school called Matale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of the famous Matale. Matale was designed, I think, to just break your soul and your spirit and just turn you into anyway. So it was the threat in the house uh, that they will take you to Matale, and just by seeing what my brothers came back as after the time we never ever wanted to go there all right so so yeah. so what had something physically or like changed <clears throat> no i think boarding school makes you a certain kind of timid um and especially i don't know the way our boarding school structure is designed it's 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 designed to break you and make you conform to this. So there's no individuality. You know, you're timid. You can't talk back. You can't speak up. You can't do all these things. Do you do you remember when we went to see Elijah? And guys, this is 2022. All the kids who approach the class teacher's desk, kneel, boy, girl, anyone. All the children were approaching class teacher's desk, kneel down. Like, what kind of subduing is that? Yeah. And, and so we asked him, so why do you do that? He said, because one of the teachers, anyway, there's a short man in that school. One of the teachers just always, he said, that's what we must do. So you just do it. Yeah. And, and so we never actually think about the repercussions. A lot of times we never actually notice I think the even changes if we in our know, children. The repercussion. Yeah. You choose a, a lesser of two evils. Yeah. Let me tell you. I want to tell you my stories of boarding school. Yeah. I have, first of all, I am eternally traumatized by bathrooms in boarding school. To this day, my nightmares happen. In bathrooms. In bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> when I sleep, like tonight I will sleep and dream. I'm in a dirty bathroom. 
bathrooms traumatized me forever but my worst memory of boarding school is this this time so i went to a catholic school and may and october are months of the rosary so you're supposed to say the rosary before you enter the dining hall so your food is served it's on plates you can see it you're hungry you you're in kawu you last ate a long time ago it's portion and beans as always but then you must first say the rosary now the rosary i hope you all know what the rosary is it's that catholic prayer where we say over 50 hail marys just so because kids are hungry we were just rushing through the prayers amen sister was in the convent hearing us she came our sister mistress would never like come to dinner as supper assembly if she needed to address us it would be like in a morning assembly or something she comes and she asks us to repeat the rosary and she says she's going to punish us appropriately the punishment we got was no sugar in our porridge and no salt in our food for a month we didn't think it was serious she went through with the threat that's when i learned to eat a pepper kamulali mm. because to put some taste in your food there was a, a, a plant of those red chilies right outside the dining and as i think we're in p6 or p7 because they are the bigger ones would it was ours so would get then i don't know someone sent for salt i don't know how they got salt but they got a packet of salt into the school and this punishment was serious they would check to see that you're not smuggling salt smugg- yeah smuggling salt into the dining hall and would fold put the salt in a piece of paper you f- you first fold it in one piece of paper then you add another one and put it under our tongues generally obiyae wauta andika that say obiyae like like <laughs> it was necessity yeah no i i i hear you i hear you. so i think <coughs> sorry i think the thing for me the question for me then is we know boarding school I mean we now know boarding school syndrome exists right um but we also have to take our children to boarding school for a lot of us because i mean it's the thing that we need to do in order to be able to just have some continuity in life or to fix them depending on you know what reason you're taking them to boarding school what can you do to make sure that as a parent you are sort of mitigating and balancing balancing core the effects that are going to come out of this trauma first of all as a parent you don't know exactly what happens in boarding school like your child is never going to tell you the full scale of what they've gone through bullies in boarding school are what kakala band <laughs> yeah I, I, <clears throat> aha the man who used to play basketball in mwiri in the middle of the night we don't know them <laughs> but just to be a ghost there and i mean so i've always had a weird outtake on bullies um and again you know that thing of people two people grew up in the same house but turn out very differently mm. um because i think so i went to my first on-take on boarding school fortunately for me it was not in primary school 
um, was in secondary school. I went to Mwiri. Bullying was a thing then. Um, I lost three quarters of my suitcase on the first day I arrived. Um, and, and all these things going on. But there's a part of me that looks back and says, you know, I don't think I would have ever toughened up. Right? Because... Were you toughened up, were you? In, in Mwiri. Um, you're tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If, Jokes on you. Yeah, mm. I I think I think because generally I think the world works like that, and people might say, "Oh, you know what? The bullies in the real world are a spillover for the bull from the bullies." And and, and in school, and they it's, are. It's it's a potato potato situation. Which one came first, right? Um, I think bullies did exist before the school system, and they just got inculcated, just got uh, thinged in that community. But I think, and look, there's a line, and and I think for me, it's where the line becomes dangerous um but like there's a and guys i know this opinion is not psychologically sound uh you know i might people might say what's that thing where you uh start feeling sorry for your captors stockholm syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> stockholm syndrome is what you're suffering from. but i think there's a certain level of dozing of bullying that allows you of course even given in the right proportion no, just allows I, you no, to be I'm able to take on no, the world i don't agree i think so um i can say that there's a, a certain level of boarding school that allows you because of not of bullying boarding school alone is enough because like your first time in boarding school you're away from everyone you love and you're with strangers but you learn to survive. So so you learn independence, yeah, but, but you learn those are two that's enough. Sk- those are two different skills. What what is the other one? Standing up to bullies? Yes, taking them on. There should be no bullies in the world. Raise uh, your children I mean, better. I mean, guys, guys, yeah. We live you know, we like we like to be in this idealistic situation where it's we not all, idealistic no, no, if no, no, we're no. all doing our work. Where we all hold hands, we all sing kumbaya, blah 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 blah. But there will always be bad people in this world. If um, you're one bad person in a thousand there we will, can deal with you. There will always be bullies in this world and stuff like that. And unfortunately, regardless of how well you raise your child, they are going to interface with these other stupid people. So I think it's just paramount that your child gets the skills or develops the skills to I be able to deal with stupid people. I would rather teach them how to deal with them and they never have to use the skill. Some, some, things, some things are just learned through experience. No, you cannot, no, no, You cannot no, no, talk no, no, no. them into the person. You can. You just, can. You, and I don't agree that everyone needs to go through some sort so, of so bullying. You know, you, you know, so let, let me give you an, a weird example. You know how they say that, you know, like mushrooms, the drug? Mushrooms, hey. <laughs> yeah, so the, like psychedelic mushrooms, right? In a huge dose, they are terrible right but people have started saying that if you microdose mushrooms especially if you like um they have been good for dealing with ptsd or dealing with you know certain psychological conditions they can actually be helpful well, so what, for me like the take, thing is taking weed for cancer they, 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 there has to be some way to microdose some bullying i don't agree to just allow no, people I to honest, develop the i honestly skin. don't agree because anyway, we digress we believe different things, but I think as parents, um, and, and Maria had spoken earlier about not knowing everything that goes on in your child's life, I think the first thing, I, I, and the most important thing you can do 
as a parent is create an environment where they can tell you about anything because that way they can communicate they, they, they might not but they can right they can communicate the things that are going on with them and that way you have the ability to respond to advise or handle so, so let me tell you there's another time they made us uh-huh <laughs> what's happening <laughs> the cat is throwing things there's another time they made us walk on our knees on stones you see like these stones on our driveway yeah, yeah yeah with our hands up for like 500 meters i don't know what we had done but that was a p7 punishment so as a parent i am telling you that this happened a month ago, what are you going to do about it? I am going to go in and kick some doors. But I already did it. That is true. But it's So it doesn't, whatever no. you do does not take away the fact that I have gone through these. Yes, but see, sometimes as a parent, the remedy to actions is your child knowing that there's going to be someone who is going to go out and bat for them and fight for them, even in retrospect. If you're coming to pick me at the end of the day. Yes, I can even, in fact, refuse because I know dad is coming at the end of the day. So I will just stand in the corner. Teacher, I will say, do this. I will say, no. But if you're coming, we used to have one VD in three months. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to do. No, no. You see, <coughs> you might not make a change to that particular punishment. But your child is in that school. And fortunately or unfortunately, depending on you know how stubborn the teachers are, um, you might just make it better that the next time the teachers are thinking about punishments for children, they're actually a lot more considerate about that, right? And of course, because if people keep quiet about things like this, then there are never any remedies. Then we're hearing about this but stuff in retrospect. even talking does not help. I think it does. And let me tell you why. So, I mean, case in point, um, second time holiday, Elijah comes home with a ton of homework. Um, he's panicked. They have told them if they don't finish their homework, they're going to get expelled. First day of school, we go, we raise this, we raise a storm, we complain on Twitter, we look for the... Basically, we, we had those conversations on multiple levels, right? Now, and as much as it did not solve the problem, it made them aware that when they're sending these children back for the, for the other holiday, um, they need to be considerate of the fact that it is a holiday and that actually changed you get and they and they made those steps and i think sometimes schools do not make the necessary corrections because the people who are taking their children there do not care enough about the things that are happening to their children to be able to get involved with uh, punishments. I mean, when I was going to school, when I went to boarding school, there used to be. I, I feel went like to school telling with a you another story because PTA. Your, your privileges are no, not. No, 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 no. It's, it's not privilege. It's just saying. Look, uh, can I tell you a story? I, I yeah, but let me finish this. Mm. I think parents need to go back to the point where they realize that they are partners in the education of their child, and therefore they are going to be interested do you know the pta of the ark school no i do not know the pta of does the ark it school exist? i it does but i know that i can does, wa does, i can walk into the hm's office Hillside if i have an have issue a PTA? no it doesn't i have i have not i've not been to one of those and unfortunately you know those things are beginning to fade out as we sort of pander to every need of a school that can quote unquote give our children a four and get them to you know this the the so-called glorified schools 
and that is a weakness on our part as parents and it might be contributing to the effects of boarding school syndrome you know, me, to our children tell, down you, the road me, let me tell you my traumatizing stories so this is not a therapy session <laughs> <laughs> in um again primary boarding school we had these dormitories i think they would sleep like what 30 40 of us and there was no toilet so there was a night pail a big bucket if you wanted to susu or do number two you would just go to that bucket and do your business and uh, we had to carry out that night pail in turns i don't know if i should continue grossing you out um can, in, can i can i in, tell you how in, i think that in upper primary yeah some girls will have started their menses so that pail would have poop pads susu sometimes it would be overflowing and you have to carry it for like you know the schools were big but you see look if if so yeah I mean, if children go home, communicate, parents come together and say, hey, guys, I mean, this is not the way to live. It's not healthy, right? And there's some actual pressure put on the school. The school would actually find an alternative solution. It wasn't not that they lacked land to build a pit latrine. The pit latrines were there. We couldn't go there in the night. Why not? What? Do you know how big those missionary schools are? Yes, I you, went to so, one of so them. So you would walk there how? Uh, you go. A nine-year-old, you get out of your dormitory? I mean, that, isn't that why... Have you heard of night dancers in is, Bokonja? Isn't, isn't that why... Stella, do you know Stella Marison Sube is in Bokonja? Isn't that why schools have... <laughs> isn't that why dormitories each had metrons and senior women teachers so, so and all those if things? This dormitory has this dormitory has 40 kids and it has one matron. So if one child wants to go to the pit latrine per hour... No, no, no. When no, is no. that matron going to sleep? You shed your lead. You say, but now get fenaku sawa satu to get nagana to simberaini. Make a raini, raini, line leader. And all of us, you go you go to the toilet. You know, like how they treat anyway, kids I in really kindergarten. Told, I really told you your privilege is no, a lot. I, look, I am. And you must acknowledge it. Look, I, because all these idealistic I solutions you're I giving. I don't deny. I don't deny that. Do I, not work. That I was privileged. But what do you mean they don't work? What do you mean it's not possible to say, look, we are going to line up all you children to make sure that you go to the toilet before you go to bed? We used to. But then if I have a weak bladder, I have a weak bladder. 30 minutes that I want to go. That, then that, that, that they put lights. That's why they put a pail. And then the pail is full. That means all of you are going. That means that means they have to create an intermittent pee break <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> Who is going? Wake up. How is that not working? No, we have to find solutions oh, to these things. We can't just keep saying that because, because you grew up somewhere, this thing can't work. Have you tried it? Let me just laugh at you because what? Anyway. First of all, have you met those matrons? They would be mean. Yeah, that was a... You see, that's, again, oh. if the parents had conversations with those matrons, eventually... Guys, I think it's possible. And like... It's possible for us. You, this is the problem we've grown up in a country where democracy and voice has not been a thing ever. We came from colonialism to dictatorship after dictatorship after dictatorship after dictatorship. And people just do not know how to say, look, this is where we draw the line. This is how we deserve to be treated. Right? 
and that has spilled over everywhere. Let me tell you the other problem. So, you can't be the parent who comes to sister's office at the beginning of term to tell her, Munange sister, tuliba somesa, tebana I'm begging you, please allow my child to start to study without paying full school fees. And then, in the middle of the time, you come and say, excuse me, you have to lose the pay- night pail. It doesn't work like that. You have to have paid full school fees and contributed to the flower garden and the building <laughs> of the new chapel to have the privilege to be able to speak. Omwavu akufa. Again, this is that, uh, I don't know what, dictatorship syndrome that we have as a country. That you so, feel that it's sister that, will just remind you that excuse me, it's like to those, school fees. It's like those things of if you're not rich, you can't speak in the family committee. You can't. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> they even tell you, David Linda, Linda, guys. I think we need to get to a point where we one stand up for our kids. Um, I think. That is the list they deserve. And and believe them. Because it's, of course, a lot of the times when kids come to you the first time and tell you something that's happening to them. Um, because I don't know why, why we trust these schools so much and believe that they know all. Um, that we are going to believe the schools most of the time before we believe our kids. Um, so, you know, trust your kids. Believe them. Let them see you actively stand up for them. But also... Again, it might be privilege. I don't know. When you stand up for your kids, stand up, they get sidelined by the teachers. Stand up for years. Do you know that? Yeah, but if all parents are standing up for their children, they're going to sideline the whole school. Anyway, <laughs> would like to know about your body. <laughs> Schools, uh, traumas. Um, did they make you better? You know, you're a better person because you went through certain pain and Can suffering. Can I answer? No, this, I'm asking the audience. Even you know, me, I, I am. Okay, I am. I, I told, I told, this is not a therapy <laughs> session. You have told us three therapy stories. Ah, let us know on I am Ogutu Daudi on Twitter and Matama on Twitter. <laughs> I would like to say I've been gagged on this podcast. <laughs> I have not expressed my opinion how I wanted to because they have refused. <laughs> or you can send us a voice note at anchor.fm forward slash I am Ogutu Daudi. Till next time. Goodbye, God bless you, and heal from boarding school. <laughs> Another Chirandom podcast. Random musings from me, Dowdy, handling everything from politics of the day to the complexities of parenting, relationships, money, and everything in between. If it can happen to us in this life, however random, we talk about it here on another Chirandom podcast.